Graduate medical education programs typically don't collect much information about their outcomes, and the data that are available aren't formally tracked across institutions. As a result, it's unclear what qualities of individual trainees and programs actually lead to desired outcomes, and we don't have effective strategies for assessing educational interventions. I'm Stephen Morrissey, Managing Editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with Deborah Weinstein, Vice President for Graduate Medical Education at Partners Healthcare and a member of the journal's Perspective Advisory Board. Dr. Weinstein has written a perspective article about measuring outcomes in GME. Dr. Weinstein, you write in your article that a first step in assessing the performance of GME programs and the impact of graduates is to develop consensus about expected outcomes. So how much debate is there about what responsibilities these programs have, and how can the field come to an agreement about which outcomes are the most important? Thanks, Steve. Well, actually, there hasn't been very much debate because the assumptions that we've had about the expected outcomes, GME, have been held silently for many years. We've, I think, always assumed that the fundamental outcome of GME is graduating competent physicians who are ready for independent practice. And that obviously remains true. But in recent years, there's been additional expectations layered on top of that quite reasonably. One is that we, as a system of graduate medical education, turn out the right specialty mix of physicians aligned with what society needs. Another reasonable outcome is that we graduate physicians who are, at least some of them are, prepared to advance the profession by engaging in biomedical research and in health systems research and functioning as leaders who are going to implement new approaches and new diagnostic tools and therapies. So all of those are reasonable expectations of GME. There's also recently increasing dialogue about the role of wellness. And here's an example where there is debate. Should GME programs be held accountable for their graduates' performance in terms of self-care and resilience and the degree to which they stay engaged in practice for some period of time? Or another more recently discussed and perhaps debatable outcome would be the impact of a GME program or a series of programs in an institution on the community, apart from whether or not the graduates stay to practice in that community, but the impact of the program itself. So while we've got three, I think, core generally accepted outcomes, we could use some refinement of those and some explicit acknowledgement broadly that those are the fundamental outcomes and expectations of GME. And then there are some others around the periphery that warrant further discussion. So what kinds of outcome data are individual programs collecting at the moment? And how are programs determining to their own satisfaction that they're succeeding, that they're accomplishing their goals? That's a great question. It's quite variable. I think for many programs, most of the data that the programs have in hand is supplied to them from external organizations. The ACGME in particular has been increasingly active at collecting data, providing it back to the programs as a tool for program improvement. ACGME for several years has been surveying all residents about their experience in the program and surveying faculty as well. So when programs get that data back from the ACGME, it comes with some benchmarking data that represents the national sample. On the flip side, programs 
generally don't look at their own outcomes data. As I've asked around both within my own institutions and elsewhere, few programs do graduate surveys to ask their graduates about their sense of preparedness when they began practice or collect data about their graduates' academic contributions. It's more anecdotes that program directors happen to hear about than any rigorous analysis of those outcomes. You say in your article that ideally, the assessment of clinical competence as an outcome of GME should focus on unsupervised care that's delivered by GME graduates. And that hasn't been systematically measured. So what strategies do you see existing that could be used to measure unsupervised care? And how objective are those assessments going to be? Well, I think we're at a turning point there. Measuring the unsupervised care of GME graduates is something that hasn't really been possible in the past, but should be very possible in the future. David Ash's work looking at obstetric outcomes and relating safety in practice to the site of residency training was really pioneering and couldn't have been done in many other examples or specialties in the past. But since Clinical outcomes are being measured more rigorously and more broadly now than ever before, and I think that trend is going to continue. And there's also a move toward more public reporting of those outcomes. This is going to open new opportunities for tracking those and linking them to GME experiences. The Medicare Compare, Physician Compare Project that's just becoming active is one example of that. So CMS data will be an important source. Also, as health IT is moving ahead so quickly and the broad prevalence of the electronic health records have a trove of data, we'll see, I think, more examples of harnessing that to track individual outcomes and then relate them back to GME. So looking at this from the point of view, say, of a fourth-year medical student, given the lack of consistent outcomes data and reporting by GME programs, How today do applicants decide which programs they're going to be applying to? And if we do implement more formal standardized assessments, how do you see that changing, that kind of decision-making process about where to apply, where to go? I think having organized data about GME programs and their outcomes will help many different constituencies, and applicants are an important group that would be, I think, very interested in this data. Right now, medical school graduates are applying to, in many cases, huge numbers of programs, particularly in the more competitive specialties. And to some extent, they're shooting in the dark. They're relying on anecdotal stories they hear, advice from mentors who are not themselves gaining access to good data, but really just to their own experiences. So when students turn to their mentors for advice, it's limited. They're also increasingly using Doximity, which as you know, as an organization that's trying to bring big data to bear on some of these questions like residency program quality, but it's still largely a reputational survey with infusion of other data points without the methodology being completely transparent. You mentioned in your article that the National Academies hosted a workshop in October on GME outcomes and GME metrics. Did any kind of consensus emerge from that meeting? Any sense of what's going to happen going forward? The workshop that was hosted by the National Academy, I think, was hugely successful. There were a lot of participants who were deeply engaged in this issue. There was a strong sense that this is a direction we have to move in, and I think that was the clearest take-home message. 
the how as opposed to the why was a little bit less clear, but a number of ideas emerged. It made sense to first begin compiling an inventory of existing data sources. A number of the large national organizations participated in the workshop and described what they now have available. Most of those data sources are not linked. They're variably accessible to the public or to researchers. So moving toward connecting them will be important. There was also discussion about the need to avoid increased administrative burden as part of this effort. So initially relying on data that's already being collected and then being very selective about identifying additional data elements that should be collected going forward will be important. And finally, if we are going to move in this direction, where do you think the change should start? Should it be individual programs that are ramping up their data collection, looking at their outcomes, or are broader policy-level changes going to be needed first? We may have to do both. One possible outcome of the workshop would be to start a voluntary effort that would be institution-based, for instance, a pilot with a number of volunteer institutions engaging in data sharing and identifying common metrics that they would begin to collect. On the other hand, getting the large oversight organizations to work together is an important element, and that might happen spontaneously, or as some people wonder, it might rely on a national or even governmental effort perhaps linked to funding. So it's unclear what direction this will go in. I think the sense of the workshop was that it would be better to have a grassroots effort among institutions and organizations as opposed to a government-initiated effort. So the onus is on us now to carry that momentum forward and try to identify some concrete steps to move in this direction. Thank you, Dr. Weinstein.